0: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we are going to be finishing up our draft profile series. Uh, We're going to be talking rounds two through six, technically, because the Panthers don't have a seventh round pick. Although we may also discuss some guys that won't get drafted at all. Um, So we're just going to name probably between the two of us, 15 or so guys that we're looking at uh, in the later rounds uh obviously check out our previous draft profile episodes if you want to look at i think 12 we did yeah guys that could be the panthers pick at eight um maybe even a few if they trade back could also still be available yeah. so
1: there, there's a few that are starting to fall now that i'm kind of shocked Yeah. Uh, caleb farley had a back surgery and he's falling i've even seen he a mock where he fell out, to out the, the second. first yeah and i'm sorry if he Oh, that would be such a great pickup. That
0: would be nice. He,
1: he may need some time to heal, obviously. But... Right.
0: So we won't be talking any of those guys today. We weren't, we're not going to talk first round at all, really. Um, no. But we are going to talk a lot of second, third, fourth, and then a few late round guys as well. So check that out. Um, but first, we're going to kick it off with some NFL and Panthers news.
1: Well, we're going to start off with a big Panther signing. Daquan Jones signed a one-year, $4 million guaranteed offer for the Carolina Panthers. Absolutely love this pick. Uh, We did create a YouTube video specifically on the day he got signed. I haven't changed my mind. Absolutely love this.
0: Yeah, uh, go check our our YouTube for more thoughts on this. But basically, Jerry and I both love this pick. Uh, Day one starter. He's going to slot right in beside uh, Derek Brown. And... Really, just a a huge need for the Panthers. You know the money. I mean, Jerry thought it was going to be like six or seven million.
1: I said Uh, five or six. Let's. I (laughs) I guessed
0: four on the dot, and it was right. So, yeah. I mean, I couldn't be happier. Honestly, no, great six
1: four, three twenty two, former captain. He's just that guy that's getting chew-up blockers to free up the linebackers, to help out Brian Birds and Hassan Reddick and Etor Krospontos. He's not going to get you stats, but he's going to be a very valuable player for us.
0: Yeah, and he was a captain, so he's a good leader in the locker room. I love what the Panthers have done on the defensive side of the ball this offseason. Mm -hmm. They have done a great job finding quality guys at reasonable prices. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. They've been shopping uh, at Ollie's. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was trying to figure out where that was from. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, uh, so check out our YouTube video. And uh, I guess, yeah, MealMix Podcast on YouTube. Like and subscribe. You know, we, we're doing pretty good in the subscribers lately. So uh, help us out there. We appreciate it. Yeah,
1: And moving on to some NFL news the NFL has went ahead and updated the jersey numbers for players. So quarterbacks can now be 1 through 19. I believe that was always the case. Running backs now can be 1 through 49 or 80 through 89. Wide receivers are the same, 1 through 49, 80 to 89. Tight ends, same, except they can also be 90 now. Uh, this just kind of to free up some of the numbers, um, especially... Linemen are probably going to be the same, but the rest of the players can change. Like linebackers, now could be one through Mm fifty-nine. Defensive backs, one through forty-nine. So it's going to be a change. I know DJ Moore has tweeted out a picture of him with the number two jersey on. The only caveat is the NFL has said that if the player changes his number, he's going to have to buy all the jerseys that were made through Nike of his jersey number for this year. I think other. Yeah. Otherwise, oh. they can have to let them know that they're going to change their number a year in advance, and then they can switch it.
0: Wow, I didn't. I didn't know about that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady hates this. Have you seen what he said about this? He, he said it's going to be harder for the offense to block now because you're not going to know if it's a linebacker coming at you or uh, like a cornerback or something like that. So he's he's like, which obviously they can study film and know who that person is i mean the you know, different color the, jersey Yeah. well i'm just <laughs> saying or, or, like apparently you know you're able to look and say all right that's 58 he's a linebacker you know but now i guess th- you know that linebacker could be five or something i don't i, don't I really just feel know. like
1: tom brady is a grumpy old man that's sitting I on his front so. porch going get all my nfl
0: Well, that's the the person that wrote the article about Tom Brady ended it with uh, basically Tom Brady says, Get off my lawn. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I think, uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey could be five. He was five in college. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys, you know, they have their number in high school. They get to keep that number in college. And they come to the NFL. They got to change their number. So, I think we're going to see. I mean, a lot of our jerseys are going to be outdated, I think, within the next couple of years.
1: I I hope. I hope McCaffrey doesn't change it. I have a nice blue McCaffrey jersey.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not that big. I don't really care either way. Um, yeah. Other than having to go buy a new jersey or just wear the old one.
1: And which would be fine, too, one. honestly. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. There is some NFL draft type of news. Um, Justin Fields has come out and said that he m- is managing epilepsy. Mm-hmm. that he's been doing it since he was a child his it's hereditary it runs in his family and a lot of his family members have managed it and have basically gone away in their you know adulthood and he's expecting to do the same but it is a question mark now being a, being a football player so yeah
0: um so i mean there is medication for epilepsy obviously um i've got a friend who The day before he was supposed to leave for basic training for the Air Force had a seizure on his couch, fell off his couch, broke his arm uh, and wasn't able to go into the military. Uh, And he's been dealing with it for, I guess, 20 years now. And um, he's only had two seizures that he knows of his whole life. So this is this isn't something where, like, I would say, take him off the draft board you know, because he's epileptic. Um, there are obviously varying degrees. Some people have way more seizures than others. It sounds like his is a pretty mild form of it, but Justin Fields, for some reason has been kind of falling down draft boards a little bit. Um,
1: falling, yeah.
0: And this is just another reason for, you know, if those GMs didn't like him for Mm. whatever reason, now they have this reason to also add to it. So, it's quite possible that Justin Fields is going to be available at number eight.
1: Oh, man. And
0: we're going to have to talk about that in our next episode where we do our mock draft. We're going to have Jason Hewitt from Sports Illustrated with us. Uh, We're going to be talking or basically going to go through one through seven round mock draft, discuss it in our mini-war room, and uh, that's going to be an interesting conversation.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting conversation because – I know what I would want to do, but a You're gonna lot wanna of want to draft Justin streak.
0: Fields. Right? What you want to draft Justin Fields?
1: Absolutely. I would prefer to have two possible starting quarterbacks instead of one that I'm not so sure about.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, like I said, it'll be an interesting conversation because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily agree with you.
1: Uh, I, I had a feeling. Yeah. I mean, we waste second round picks all the time. Look, look at Greg Little. So, yeah,
0: but this will be a first round pick. This will be number eight.
1: No, but I mean, I'm talking about Sam Darnold. I don't, I don't think Fields will play I well. I see what
0: you're saying. That's, that's a thing. No, I get that. I get that. And it wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world if we drafted a quarterback at eight. I'm not saying that at all.
1: No. So, so I think that's it. I think we're going to take a quick break and be right back with the rest of the draft profiles.
0: Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, haircare, and beauty products. With over 8,000 products from 300 brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all of your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, Face, Olaplex, and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off of your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off of your next purchase at skinstore.com pod.list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. And we are back. All right, so as I said earlier, in the episode, uh, Jerry and I just finished doing our 12-person draft profile, where we looked at all the people that we could take at eight. Uh, now we're going to look at some of the guys in the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds that we potentially could pick. That might be there. We're going to try to keep it realistic, um, so we're not going to say, you know, uh, you know, Justin Fields might be there at pick
1: 39.
0: No, that's <laughs> not going to happen. So we're going to try to keep this realistic.
1: As as realistically some of these guys could could fall. Yeah. Some guys can be picked early. Right. I kind of I tried to do as much research as I could to kind of find where I'm seeing it. Like I know one guy I have here in my third round. Now I'm also showing going in the third in the second. So
0: Well, he, yeah. So Jerry and I have been doing a ton of mock drafts. And so a lot of these guys I recognize from doing my mock drafts that are kind of there in this general area. So if you hear one that you think, oh, that's he's not going to last till that round, then you know what? Who knows? It could happen. Yeah. Maybe not. If if so, then forgive us. Um, <laughs> hey, so forgive the way us. I looked at the way I looked at this, Jerry, was sort of agnostic of the first round pick because we don't know what that first round pick is mm-hmm. going to be. We figure it's either going to be a quarterback, a offensive tackle, or a mm-hmm. cornerback, right? Yeah, That's probably one of those three positions. Yes, sir. That's what has been mentioned by the front office pretty much the entire offseason. And even after the Sam Darnold trade, offensive tackle and cornerback were directly mentioned by Fitterer in his press conference. So that's what we're kind of assuming. Um, But I didn't really take that into account when looking at these guys because I don't know which one they're going to choose. So um, If you want, I'll go ahead and kick off with my first guy in the second round. Mm -hmm. that i thought would be a good addition uh out of north dakota state dylan ray i believe his last name is it's r-a-d-u-n-z uh he's a tackle offensive tackle 6'6 299 pounds um had a incredible performance at the senior bowl which that's a bonus perked my ears a little bit um He was the highest-grade tackle in one-on-ones through that entire week of practice. He's a little slim, just under 300 pounds, but he can bulk up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And and this is a very deep tackle draft. There's another tackle out of Mm -hmm. Alabama, I think, who also might be an option. But um, I just thought with this guy being at the Senior Bowl and having a really standout performance, that this could be a good option for the Panthers.
1: And speaking of that tackle... (laughs) (laughs) the first player on my list offensive tackle alex leatherwood there you go he's great size 6'6 312 pounds he's an athletic guy i mean he he went to alabama if you're Mm -hmm. go to alabama you're always going to be one of those top guys anyways uh he does need to play with more consistency um that's kind of why he is falling i think typically someone with his skills would probably be at the Back into the first round but with this being such a deep class we may be able to grab him in the second
0: yeah um he's projected to go in the second i think yeah uh, in most most sites that are projecting this stuff so yeah i like that so (laughs) funny we both went tackle (laughs) i wonder if we'll both go this same position next here i've got asante samuel jr cornerback out of florida state 5'10, 184 pounds. He's a little undersized, um, but he's a three year starter. His coverage grade has improved every single year. And last season, he only allowed 179 total yards in his mm-hmm. coverage. Mm-hmm.
1: I like Asante uh, Samuel I like the,
0: Jr. I, yeah, I like Asante Samuel, and I even like Asante Samuel Jr. better. So, because he might be a Panther.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not go cornerback in my second round projections. Okay. There are some good ones, like Asante Samuel. But I went Landon Dickerson from Alabama. I hate Alabama, but my (laughs) top two here, Alabama. Uh, He's a center slash guard, big size, 6'6", 325. Um, Could play either center or guard. That's very beneficial to us because we never know, you know. Yeah. Paradis Versatile only...
0: offensive lineman is like one of the things that Matt Rule and Federer seem to love. So yeah,
1: and he's a you know he Paradis, We don't know how long he's going to be here. He struggled True. his first year. He played decent last year. So having a backup kind of or someone re- grooming to take his position is not a horrible idea. And he could play guard right now.
0: The only downside. Yeah, he I, I'm. Tore, I was, he tore his ACL.
1: Yes, he in did. December. He tore it in December, so yeah. you're gonna have to worry about that. And again, if he didn't tear that ACL, he would have gone in the first round. So
0: there you go. That, I like a guy like that that falls from an yeah, injury I've, that usually you can recover fully from.
1: And it's not, a, and he's not in a position that oh my god, we have to get this guy out there. It's a position of let's get him healthy, then he can we could sub him into that line. Yeah. Um, quick little tidbit. Mm-hmm. He's from Hickory, North Carolina. So i mean going right there. Bring him home.
0: Bring him <laughs> home. I like that. Um, and I did, I did consider center later on in the draft. Um, so I do, I do agree with you that that should be something that the Panthers target. Um, I've got one more here in the second round. You know me. I want a tight end. Right? Mm-hmm. I really want a tight end in this draft and a good one. And outside of Kyle Pitts, I think Pat Friermuth. Uh, I'm gonna spell this last name for you. F-R-E-I-R-E-R-M-U-T-H. You you guys try to pronounce it. Out of Penn State. <laughs> six five two fifty eight. Big guy. Big tight end. His nickname is Baby Gronk. Okay? I already like him because of his nickname. Um, But he not only is a good hands receiver, he's an excellent blocker, which, as we know, with the Panthers' offensive line troubles, is going to be a real asset for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, he does have a little bit of he has butterfingers occasionally, but he runs really <laughs> good routes, and he catches almost everything thrown at him. But he does have a couple of drops um I, I think he just needs to be a little more he just needs the reps he just needs reps
1: all right I am gonna go in a similar direction. I have wide receiver Rashad Bateman if he possibly falls because you know I, I'm seeing that he's falling a little bit he's six foot two 210 pounds great hands. Great route runner. I've had, so, I've read some analysts say that he's probably the their number one prospect. This is good. This is the type of receiver I would love to get here to match up with DJ Moore, someone mm-hmm. who can run crisp routes, a little bit taller, you know, still fast, but more routes and more possession type of guy. I, I that's why I have him, Rashad Bateman.
0: So I've seen him pretty consistently projected in the first round um so maybe he falls that would be nice we see guys fall every year but i think he would be in a steal in the second round i'd yeah. love that that would be awesome
1: would, i'd be willing to trade back up higher in the second round if we need to, to get. yeah in.
0: um you got anybody else in the second
1: no one else in the second
0: okay um there was a, a safety that I was considering the second, but I mm-hmm. also addressed that a little later in the draft too. So, um, well, I'll, I'll kick it off in the third then. Uh, I also went wide receiver, uh, Diyami Brown out of UNC, 6'1", 185. Uh, he just wins downfield. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He's not the most physically imposing guy in the world, but he knows how to make plays. He's got very good hands. Uh, He plays above his weight. He plays bigger than he is. We always like guys like that. We've had guys like that on this team. We have guys like that on this team. I mean, (laughs) DJ Moore plays like that. Um, He has a lot of long catches. So a lot of his production comes from deep receptions, which we have Robbie Anderson, but Robbie Anderson sort of turned into more of a possession guy last year. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have that kind of downfield guy that can win the the jump balls. Um, so, yeah, I thought if we go third-round wide receiver, he might be a target.
1: No, I like that. Uh, I'm going to continue on some of the positions that we both have. Well, actually, I haven't mentioned this position yet. Cornerback from Georgia, Eric Stokes. 6'1", mm-hmm. 185 pounds. He runs a low 4'3" we're now talking about the, you know, third round. I like this guy. I mean, find hit. Could be a solid starter in his own scheme. He does struggle in man. Um, Had four interceptions last year. His PFF ranking last year was his lowest, which Mm. is not the best. But before that, it was 82 and 81, and this year it was 72. (laughs) So still consistent, fast, athletic. I would like... Just third round, you know, not, maybe grab our scheme, you know, zone scheme starter. Sure.
0: Um, I sort of went in the same vein there, but I went with a linebacker mm-hmm. who has excellent coverage skills in Jabril Cox uh, out of LSU, six four two thirty one. 231. Um, he, uh, just kind of looking at his PFF grades, very similar to the guy that you were just talking about. An eighty four and eighty, and then down to a seventy two in twenty twenty. But you know what? I'm not going to kill guys for a lower grade in twenty twenty. You have no, we have no idea what's going on. I have to bro
1: Cox on. on my list.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, he's productive in multiple schemes. He struggles a bit in run coverage, but he makes up for it in coverage, cover like pass coverage. Mm-hmm. He's just very good. So I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on him.
1: No, I mean, you just said it. Uh, great run-stuffing linebacker, just athletic. Yeah, right yeah. right there. I, I think that would be a great position to grab. Maybe a guy that can jump up and become a full-time starter.
0: I think he would be a really good uh, value pick in the third round.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a another name for you. Going on defense. This I put this name on here before Daquan's signing, but I still think this would be a great sign or uh, draft because mm. we only have Daquan for one year. Right. Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. Defensive tackle, 6'4", 278. Big guy. Um, he's good against the run and pass. PFF has him as 89 against the pass and 88 against the run. Wow, uh, he really has great good. hand techniques. I know Louisiana to Tech. School? Okay. Louisiana Tech, L.A. Tech. I know the last time we drafted a player from there, it didn't turn out that good. But this third round.
0: <laughs> Who's the last those... guy we drafted out of there? Vernon Butler. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I'd just, just stay away from that school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same position, I, you know, too, but...
0: Yeah. I mean, though, and that kind of makes me wonder if those grades are a little inflated because of his competition.
1: Yeah. But he ran a 4.640. six forty. At 278 pounds. That's athletic.
0: (laughs) That's a big athletic dude. Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't have any other third rounders.
1: I have one more. Okay. I kind of cheated. I threw in a fourth one here. Sure. Tommy Trimble, tight end, Notre Dame. Yeah. Blocking tight end that has some athleticism. I think this would be a nice little spot to pick someone like this. Mm because. Dan Arnold is here for two years. Mm -hmm. Either way, we need a blocking tight end that Manhurts used to be because he's now in, I think, Atlanta signed him. So I think getting a blocking tight end with athleticism, maybe he can work and become a a pass catching tight end. George Kittle was considered a blocking tight end. And then they, you know, they let him work the system. He was athletic. So his second year, he blew up because, you know, he got time to learn.
0: He's a guy that has ended up on a lot of my mock teams in drafts, um, and and I decided not to go two tight ends in this mm-hmm. exercise for myself. But I'm glad you mentioned him because that that would also be an option. I just want a tight end. It can be <laughs> Kyle Pitts. It can be one of the, you know the guy that I mentioned in the second, Friario Muth, or it can be Trimble. I'd be fine with
1: that. So, are you not um, excited at Dan, with Dan Arnold at all, or? No, I
0: am. Um, r- uh, excited, you know, maybe not excited about him, uh, but I think he will be an upgrade over what we've had the last couple of years. You know, even the last two years of Greg Olson was—I mean, he played like five total games. Yeah. Those last no, two I, years. No, I, so I agree. It's really been three years that we haven't had anybody at tight end. So, uh, I like Dan Arnold. I don't expect him to be the starter for the next 10 years here. No. Um, let's move on to the fourth round. Would you like to kick off the fourth round?
1: I will kick off the fourth round with Seth Williams, wide receiver, Auburn. Six foot three, 211 pounds, big time red zone threat. I mean, that, that, another wide receiver. We're talking fourth round too, guys. We're not talking someone who's going to step yeah. in right away, but you put him in that, you know, red zone area, those short yardage areas. He's a big body guy that can do some damage.
0: Yeah, and the way I look at this, you know, when I do my draft prep, I'm looking at like rounds one through three are guys that I want to start right away. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a third round can be either or, but I hope that they can. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. kind of looking at. But rounds four through six. I'm thinking either guys that have some question marks or guys that will grow into a position or just solid backups like this guy that I'm about to mention, uh, Khalil Herbert running back out of Virginia tech. Okay. five nine, two, 12. He's got a low center of gravity. Um, but he is a guy that like, if you watch any Virginia tech games, like big play after big play, he just, he's a guy that makes big plays. Um, He's he played actually at Kansas prior to going to Virginia Tech, and he was very good at Kansas as well. And he returned kicks, so he could be a guy that does multiple things for the Panthers. Um, little old. He's a fifth-year senior, so when you're drafting a court a running back, uh, you know you don't really like a guy in his mid twenties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, but as sort of a you know back up to christian mccaffrey and potential special teams guy i think he'd be interesting
1: yeah i was actually looking at my next pick and now they have him ranked in the 60s so this guy would be more towards the second and third round now let's talk about him kendrick green kind of guard center from yep. illinois six foot two 305 pounds he's another versatile type of lineman um uh, He's a strong, powerful guy. He had eighty-eight grade PFF last year in college football. Uh, he has a big-time blocker. Just if you've noticed, a lot of my guys are offensive linemen.
0: Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, my next guy, offensive lineman guard Deontay Brown.
1: Deontay Brown.
0: Yeah, you ever heard of that name? I'm um, actually looking him up. <laughs> six four, three fifty, oh, yeah. big guy. Um. Very, very good run-blocking offensive lineman. Or run, you know, run. Yeah, run-blocking. Um, he's uh, just massive guy. And the Panthers don't really have anybody like him on the team right now. On the offensive line. So, Deontay Brown. Keep him, keep him in your thoughts.
1: Alright, that is all I had for the yeah, fourth. That's
0: one. all I got for the fourth as well. Let's move on to the fifth, where my favorite name oh. in the
1: draft a is. Go here. for it. Divine Diablo. <laughs> that is a great name. I mean, I would almost get his jersey just for the Diablo on the back.
0: It's D E A B L O. So I assume that's how it's pronounced <laughs> Diablo. Uh, he is a safety 6'3, So he's a big safety. Uh, and he absolutely can slay. So if you're coming at him, he's going to hit you. He's going to hit you hard. Um, he just is very technically talented, technically sound. Um, not fast. His recovery speed is not great. Um, which I think is why he probably has developed those skills of anticipation. Um he is a little older again. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards these older guys for some reason. But he's going to be 23 before the season starts. Um, but you know, and again, this is we're talking the fifth round here, so he only really has one quality starting season. But he's got an awesome name. Awesome And, name. <laughs> and safety is a position where we could use some some backup.
1: Yeah. All right, I have. Jared Hawker, guard from Texas A&M, six, 327, three-year yards, three year starter. The big thing about him, he has big, long leg drive, so he's able to push the guys back. What you want from the guard's position? I can't speak today, man. That like second <laughs> COVID shot has me half asleep. Sorry, people.
0: No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I got my second one earlier this week, too, and I was – Dead the next day, <laughs> so understood. Um, that's really all I have for the fifth round. I, I only had one guy for the fifth.
1: I have safety Christian Upoff from Illinois State. Um, great size and versatile, play with both in the box and in coverage. Smart defender who can read routes. Um, I believe if I remember, I'm trying to find him real quick. I believe he's very similar to size as jeremy chin maybe a little bit smaller but i think that would be a very interesting concept to be able to have both guys be able to jump in and out of the box and Mm -hmm. you don't know which one is covering and which one's in you know it's always
0: nice to have some subterfuge yeah out there uh any others in the fifth round
1: and that is the
0: last one. All right. Well, let's move on to the sixth. We'll do like sixth slash undrafted. potential undrafted yeah. free agents. Because the Panthers do not have a seventh round draft pick. At least as of right now, they do not have one. So, uh, Which, not a big deal because we've got two sixth rounders. So, um, This is where I address center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. Big guy, 6'5", 320. Uh, he's got some of the best hands in the entire draft class for centers which Mm. being able to get somebody like that in the sixth round is it's pretty smart um three years of starting experience he has the skill set to play other positions so he has also got some versatility uh probably the reason why he's gonna fall to uh, the later part of the draft is he didn't have a ton of competition just based on the three-man rushes that oklahoma usually faces and when he did face upper echelon competition, such as Bravian Roy, he got dominated. Uh, <laughs> so he needs some work. Um, he's not the best athlete either, but got great hands. And this is a six-round pick. You're just kind of shooting for the moon. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I wouldn't mind taking a, taking a chance on him.
1: And my six-round pick, or, you know, six-round undrafted. Shamir Jean Charles, cornerback, Appalachian State. Keep him in North Carolina. Uh, his downside—I'll knock that out real quick. He's five ten. He's a smaller guy. He's gonna have to play that slot slot role. But other than that, if he was, you know, six one, this guy would be very high up on draft boards. Yes, he didn't p- face the best competitions but he would be a second or third round pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw 52 targets last year. He allowed 17 catches out nice. of 52 targets. I mean, this this kid is good, and I would love to get him on this team to see if he can fill that slot corner that Cornelder left open, even though Troy Pride will probably step yeah, step up in it. <laughs> um.
0: My next one is, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say quarterback. Um, There's a couple of guys that I think could be interesting. Sam Ellinger from Texas, Mm -hmm. quarterback, uh, 6'3", 225. You look at his stats, they're pretty good. Um, His 2018 season, 25 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 32-10 32-10 and, and then 26-5 and five last year. Uh, Passer rating is right around 105 for all three seasons uh, with right around a 60% completion percentage. Uh, he doesn't have the best awareness when it comes to the rush. Uh, oftentimes he feels pressure when there is none. Um, but he is unafraid to attack the middle of the field. He actually thrives there. Uh, He's got four years of starting experience, and he takes care of the football. He doesn't turn the football over, so doesn't have the best arm in the class. But I think for a backup quarterback, he'd be pretty interesting.
1: Nice. I was kind of curious if either one of us would actually bring up a quarterback because I don't have one on my list. Well, I will say
0: also there's another one that could may not even be drafted. Ian Book out of Notre Dame. Um, Again, if you look at his, if you just strictly look at stats. You know, he in 2019 he had 34 touchdowns, six interceptions, uh, for 3,000 yards. But his his negatives are he locks in on one receiver. He's got well below average arm strength for the NFL. Doesn't have a very good athleticism, and if he has to see it to throw it, so he doesn't really have a lot of timing, rhythm, or anything like that. Could be some things that he just needs time to work on. But I always like a guy that. You know, the quarterback for Notre Dame, that's in the three-year starter. I mean, yeah. that's something, you know. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Jimmy mean, <laughs> It's something.
1: I, I mean, if we could have got Jimmy Clausen in the sixth round, that would have been more where he deserved to get picked.
0: Oh, can you imagine? Mel Kuyper would have just <laughs> probably died on air.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right. I have Eamon Agabong Baminga. From All Oklahoma right. State linebacker, I just wanted to say his name.
0: That's his. I'm, like I'm the joking. Best name in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's Diablo. no Diablo, but it's pretty close. <laughs> uh,
1: 6'1", 230. He's very athletic and very instinctive. Um, he just never really got it, put it together. Um, he's cousins to a defensive lineman Emmanuel Ogaba. so I I think this guy could become a starting caliber linebacker if if groomed if ignored he'll just fall to the wayside but if not the worst case scenario i think he could be a really good special team player and we're talking about the sixth round here
0: um i've got one more here and this might be a bit of a stretch that he falls to the sixth this could be a fifth round guy but i got him in the sixth here um, Amari Rogers, wide receiver out of Clemson, mm-hmm. just because he sort of reminds me of Curtis Samuel a little bit. Uh, one of the, he's five ten, two ten, so he's almost the same size as Curtis Samuel. But one of his pros is he could be the best receiver with the opportunity to switch to a running back in this yeah. draft. So I like guys that have that versatility. Obviously, the Panthers like guys with versatility as well. Not enough to sign Curtis Samuel, but he made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't wouldn't mind throwing a fifth, late fifth or a sixth round pick at this guy and just seeing if something could develop. That's, again, the sixth round to me is all about, let's see if, if this could happen, you know?
1: Yeah. So I went, this is more of an undrafted guy, Jaquan Hardy running back Tiffin tiffin college tiffin Tiffin. never heard of it yeah me neither 510 <laughs> 225 small quick or a small compact running back that's quick and versatile so he catches a lot of passes and stuff kind of again undrafted sixth round pick i'm thinking yeah. maybe he can since he is 225 at 510 he's got some short stout yeah yeah maybe he can do some nice little short yardage back and also if he has good hands which he did in college you know he could do some work
0: mike tolbert 2.0
1: i think he's a little bit smaller than that a little smaller
0: than that yeah (laughs) but that type of production i guess is what you're looking for yeah correct that's all i've got do you have anybody else
1: i have another one this one's just for you
0: is it a kicker
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> no, but now I wish okay. I did, did, did do a kicker. <laughs> this is going to be an undrafted guy. Um, okay. I even forgot to put where he was. Um, went to school at. Warren Jackson, wide receiver. He's okay. 6'6", 220 pounds. Yes. I don't want him as a wide receiver. Oh. I want him to bulk up. with Because he, he did have really good hands. And he's very good at 50-50 balls. So, my thought, bulk him up. Put him at tight end.
0: Yeah. You know I love the you turn the receiver, <laughs> the tall receiver into a tight end.
1: Yeah. He went to Colorado State.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that.
0: Uh, well, I think we hit, like, every position on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had guards. We had tackles, quarterbacks. Uh, and then we had wide receivers, everybody on the defensive side. So, I think we pretty We're much covered it we still missing a here.
1: fullback. If we didn't hit a fullback. You know,
0: I, I almost... <laughs> almost did fullback, but then I thought, well, they they signed a fullback in the off season. I very much doubt they're going to draft another one, so I didn't want to waste one of my guys on that, but uh, this was a good exercise, and it'll be interesting to see if uh, on Monday when this mock draft podcast drops, if any of these guys end up on the t- on the team.
1: You know they will on, in our mocks, because the simple fact is we already did research on them, so we're probably <laughs> like, already like them, so...
0: They could, they could. But we will have Jason Hewitt from Sports Illustrated on, and he will obviously have his perspective as well. He could talk us out of some of these guys. We'll see.
1: Yeah. With that said, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let us let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, email us at mailbag at com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Those five-star reviews help help us out basically put you know put our podcast in front of other people to listen.
0: Yeah, we we appreciate those. Um as I've said a couple times now, we will be back early next week on Monday with our mock draft episode and we're going to have some bets for draft the draft. Bet.
1: I think we're going to do one whole big like sheet Okay. And then the loser's going to have to pay out something.
0: Or Okay. You know. I think we had talked about like a $20 item on Amazon or something. Yeah. yeah. That'll be fun.
1: Yeah. I got that yodeling pickle ready to <laughs> send you.
0: Last time uh, I won the bet and you sent me a bag full of used <laughs> rubber duckies. <laughs> 50 <laughs> so, rubber duckies. Uh, the wife did not like that. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> But until Monday, everybody be safe and keep pounding.